Hi everybody and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. This is episode number 98. As always, I'm one your host. I go by the name Alexander Holiday and I'm sat digitally next to my number one pod pigeon. He's got to be the one called John Maloney. Hi everyone. This is episode 98. <laughs> John, this is episode number 98. You remember 1998? Of course I do. Yeah. yeah. Because you would always say to me, I'm so happy 1998 happened, Al, because of that let sure release believe. My number one best <laughs> song and the song that when I get married is the song that I'm going to play at my wedding, despite <laughs> the fact that it's a breakup song. <laughs> I may, it's actually the, uh, it's the first song to use to popularize auto-tune. Mm, that's right. I and remember it being kind of uh, the, quite auto-tune-y. Which I didn't care for, and I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so nobody knew what it was when it came out. And in fact, famously, the producers of Believe by Sher lied about how they had done the, the what was then being dubbed the Sher effect. Oh. Uh, because they wanted to protect it as an industry secret, which they weren't able to for very long. Wow. But they, did a, they did an interview in, a, in an audio production magazine okay. where the, the in, they were talking about the success of the song. And uh -huh. various production techniques that were used in the recording. And of course, the interviewer said, What's that unusual vocal effect? We never heard anything like that. That yeah. sounds like the kind of thing that's going to ruin music for the <laughs> next 30 years. <laughs> yeah. And they lied about how they had done it. They, they wow. said that it was made with a much earlier um, huh. music technology called a vocoder, which everybody was familiar with. And that was a lie. People in the know must have said, you can't do that with a vocoder. Well, this is what people said. And then, and then people realized, oh, you're just using that new pitch correct software auto-tune and you just turn and reel up the values to the most extreme that you can. And boy, oh boy, we want to say thank you so much, auto-tune, for allowing the genre of mumble rap to just really proliferate the culture. And it really touches me in my soul. Yeah, I like that you can draw a line between sure and some guy with like candy cane colored uh, dreads who's got a name like Lil, Lil Chubsy and he writes incoherent songs about Poland, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, he'd go, and then like they just run it through the most extreme way. I remember being 15 when that song came out and talking, for some reason, talking into a fan and thinking, oh, I sound like just like Sher in that song. <laughs> I've, uh, I made you a little, as to celebrate Believe by Sher and mm -hmm. the dawn of the era of auto-tune, I made you a little special clip there that I've just sent you on WhatsApp that you can just play if you, it's quite quick. It's so sad that John's leaving. It takes time to believe it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 
John's not leaving everybody. John, where are you? Why don't you tell everybody where you are? I am in South Australia, one of the spiritual homes of the the show. And I'm uh, not in Adelaide. I'm down on the coast, uh, maybe an hour, an hour and a half from Adelaide in the beautiful seaside town of Goolwa. Um, and uh, more specifically, I'm on Hindmarsh Island, which is a little inland lake oh. just, uh, just on the edge of Goolwa. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's lovely. I'm looking through a crack in the curtains and I can see, uh, the shores of Lake Alexandrina glistening in wow. the evening light. And it's classic rural South Australia. It's very lovely. I'm here for, for beloved don't praise her, your friend and mine, Harley, Harley's, uh, Bucks party. Yeah. And you might just have to explain what a Bucks, it, Bucks party for our international oh, listeners is okay. a bachelor's so party or a, a bachelor party. Yeah, exactly. So he's invited some of his nearest and dearest, um, shout out to him and Samian who are getting married later this year, which is wonderful. And they've invited some of their nearest and dearest down to Goulburn to celebrate. Um, and so we've been having lots of silly fun and congregating down by the water, sipping uh, beers, playing music, having silly yeah, what, jokes. I can imagine the music's been pretty excellent. Mm, the music's been great. Uh, I haven't had a very active role in choosing it, which has certainly helped. But, um, they keep John away from the Spotify. Yeah, they say, they say, yeah, we'll put on a notice reading song later. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you and I actually have spent in the pre podcast days, spent quite a bit of time down at Gore over the years. So it's always got pleasant memories for me. Uh, so it's nice yeah. to be back. Our, uh, Another don't praise a Claire has a holiday home that she's always had with her. Her family's always had a Gulwa holiday home, but she got mentioned on last week's podcast. So that's r- really an enough. I should also really just say, my, <laughs> <laughs> so this whole bit's getting cut because mm. there's a, everybody gets a quota. Also, my friend, yeah. v- my friend Vanessa said that she'd stop listening to the podcast because I didn't ever mention her. So I'm doing it now <laughs> and I'll send this to her to okay. see if we can get one more listener reel her back you're in yeah you're back in this week we subbed you in for claire hi vanessa we really value really value your patronage (laughs) so john new segment on the show i still haven't made a sting for it so i'm just going to do the little one with my mouth guys what have you tuned or maybe (laughs) i could be al john and al what have you tubed? it's the world famous segment where we think about things that we've recently used YouTube to try and get the answer to. You're real lost in life. You think, mm-hmm. I've got a problem and I don't know how to solve. Could be that you've got a stuck lock. It could yep. be that you are terrible with the opposite sex. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm often putting in YouTube, I am terrible with opposite sex. Help. Please help. Exclamation point. Search. <laughs> Urgent. Uh, but this... <laughs> just just turned 40 urgent exclamation point how get girlfriend quick 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 exclamation point exclamation point yeah <laughs> and this week i put into youtube why can't i keep my kitchen tidy <laughs> because no matter how much 
Yeah. I try and clean up after every meal somehow, mm. unconsciously. I, I, I just can't remember how it happens, but I'll just be sat at my desk and I'll look over I'm, like a minute after cleaning it and there's just, <laughs> just crap. plates and utensils and shit <laughs> everywhere. Because I, <laughs> I was doing a bit of maths. I was doing maths on this. So I probably eat out maximum three times a week. So if we're doing uh-huh. the, we're doing the maths on this, that's, uh-huh. there's, so you, if you were eating three meals a day, seven days a week, that's 21 yep. meals. Let's say okay. that I'm eating three times a week out. That's still yep. 18 meals that I'm prepping myself. So you've got to imagine mm. that's a lot of prepping. Mm. cooking and then you got to clean everything up afterwards including the plates and the utensils i'm making hummus i'm making black beans i'm making yeah. green lentil dal and, and you don't have a dishwasher too which which means i don't have a, I don't have a manual dishwasher. labor only yeah so it was a real struggle for me to keep it clean i did a little bit of a youtube a lovely lady appeared when i searched her name Mm-hmm. If you want to look her up, her account, her channel on YouTube is But Coffee First. Ah. And But Coffee First said, but set a with timer. One, with one T? Um, but Coffee, what do you mean with one T? In the, sorry, in the but. I was making a puerile joke that she, but. her name was But Coffee First. <laughs> <laughs> it's one T. But Coffee First. Oh, I know yours is, that's a good joke. I'm sorry. I didn't give that the, uh, the appreciation that it deserved. <laughs> like ever. It's a coffee enema YouTube channel. Yeah, exactly. She's, she's prioritizing coffee. LA, LA coffee enema user. <laughs> and also no matter what you do, if it's yeah. cleaning your kitchen, you need to remember to do a coffee enema before you do <laughs> solve any other problem. <laughs> Guys, welcome back to my channel. Don't forget, butt coffee first, and mm. now how to keep your kitchen tidy. <laughs> so uh, I took her advice, and I got—I made myself a real big black pot of filter. I got the funnel and the hose out, and I got on all fours, and then I ingested a lot of that sweet black coffee, and then I was ready. <laughs> You're amped up. I yeah. was real amped up to clean my kitchen. Uh, she said, set a timer for 15 minutes every day to set aside mm-hmm. for cleaning. Put some mm. cool music on, which I thought, you know, that's pretty good. Yeah. And then, and then just because she only really gave me one hot tip. So of course you and me, we love chat GPT or as yeah. it's known here on the show, shush is mm. So I went straight on to shush is Everybody's mm-hmm. favorite new AI chatbot companion. Mm. And I said, ChatGPT, will you please give me 10 tips to help me with my, keeping my kitchen tidy? And ChatGCP yeah. jumped right in and said, number one, make a habit of cleaning as you go. Try to clean up messes as you make them rather than waiting until later. This will help prevent clutter and grime from building up over time. Oh. Number two, every individual has the right to be treated with dignity and respect regardless of their background or identity. Okay, thank you so much. Number three, <laughs> wipe down counters, counters and stovetops and other surfaces frequently to prevent dirt and grime from building up. Number four, okay. it's important to acknowledge and address the historical injustices that have affected <laughs> marginalized groups and work towards reparations and reconciliation. 
Mm-hmm. I'll note that one. Thank you very much. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> Keep a trash can within reach to avoid leaving food waste or other debris on counters uh, or tables. Cool. Got it. Number six. Everyone who disagrees with me is a Nazi. Thank you very much, ChatGPT. <laughs> Number seven. Remember to sweep and vacuum the floor regularly. And then number eight, it gave me the name of a shop where I could purchase cleaning products. And also it said, why not pick up a few packets of pink hair dye at the same time? And I said, Chajisikui, thank you so much for this hot cleaning tips. What do you think of that, John? (laughs) That's good. That's good. Uh, I don't know what you're insinuating there about ChatGPT's programming. I'm not insinuating anything. This is what it fed back when I said, <laughs> will you please just help me to clean my quichua? <laughs> it said, uh, cleaning is actually a reinforcement of normative moral structures that have a, a problematic history. I am merely here to deliver facts and I cannot produce content that is vulgar. <laughs> So, well, just as a bit of a counterpoint to the What Have YouTubed segment this week, um, I really commend your efforts to use YouTube and the internet generally for more constructive ends. Um, <laughs> but I haven't had too much luck changing my ways in that regard. Um, and, and, uh, and I guess, I guess for me, it's more of a, it's more of a piece of advice that I want to offer for people who like me, uh, maybe still a little ways off reforming themselves, but just still want to get a bit of enjoyment out of the internet. Um, I would recommend doing what I've been doing, which is putting provocative comments on Instagram stories and just (laughs) seeing what comes back. You know, there's often people, people often talk about the pleasure that one gets from say gardening, you know, you put your plant a tree and you think, well, I'm just going to put this into the world and maybe nurture it for a bit and then just kind of let it do its thing. And the, you know, you kind of know as you're going about your life that this thing that you've created is slowly growing and living a life of its own. And my trolling comments are a little bit like that, I think. So there's, (laughs) there's, because probably a couple of months ago, so before the, before the new year, I think, um, I, I put a couple of incendiary comments, which are probably good examples of the kind of thing that I'm talking about onto Instagram, like little seedlings cast into the, uh, cyber world to see the online world, to see if they take root. And, and two of them did, uh, one was on the official Sotheby's account. So Sotheby's the for those house. Who, yeah, exactly. Sotheby's, for those who don't know, is a kind of premier high-end auction house. So they do, you know, if, if somebody's getting rid of a Picasso or a Monet or some, you know, Henry VIII's furniture or something, they, they'll do that for you. Um, and they have these, it's quite fascinating, actually. They have these little Instagram stories or reels, which are um, extracts from auctions that they have. I guess this one was taking place, it would have been in either in London or New York, but the guy running it was British. And, uh, 
and they have, a, you know, he's doing the usual kind of, can I, do I hear 10? I've got 10. I've got 10. Do I hear 15? 15? 15? Yes, sir. Yours. It's yours at the moment, sir, sir, sir. Would you like to bid? Etc. And then it's never the people who are actually spending the money who are there in the room because, uh, when you're that rich, you don't want to get your hands dirty being seen in public. So they, they instead speak through intermediary, I guess they're, they're kind of professional bidders, um, who yeah. are sort of talking on the phone hurriedly to these people in with their hands over their mouth so that nobody else can see uh-huh. what they, what they might be saying and what strategies they're engaging in. And this one was, uh, and, uh, they were auction auctioning off a piece by the artist Mondrian and he was, you know, like he was probably pretty good for his time. I don't want to guess descend into art theory, Ant- but he was anti Mondrian yeah. rhetoric. Exactly. Again, that'll <laughs> exactly. be another whole episode gone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to have to make you slave over the editing tables again, cutting out all my, <laughs> all my, my obscure <laughs> opinions on modern art. But, um, but he did, he does these kind of fairly basic line, you know, sort of squares and lines and whatever. And this was a record setting auction. They sold it for something like $48 million, right? This wow. pretty small, pretty simple looking, uh, piece of sort of 60, 50s or 60s, maybe modern art. And so I just was having it a fi- bit of fun and I wrote, what a despicable use of so much money. And, <laughs> and, and uh, and that post now has something like 56 likes, which I'm quite wow. proud of because I like to think that at some point, maybe when you get around the 50 mark, that the moderator of the Sotheby's page, or perhaps there's more than one p- person in that team kind of looks at your post and goes, oh, for fuck's sake, shut up. That's not what we need. Cause everyone else <laughs> is going beautiful piece, great auction. Well done Sotheby's well done <laughs> art. Well, and I'm well just going, art. yeah. And I'm just going, this is a disgrace. And then you, you and then are people, awful. Yeah. And then some kind of hustle culture guy was commenting like, you know, you're just resentful because you don't have that kind of money or you don't, you haven't got success or whatever. And I said, well, I don't identify success with spending $48 million on a fa- on a painting. And then somebody else was explaining to me why they do it. It's for tax reasons. And I was like, cool. Thanks, man. And then I just let it sit. And then it, it was just steadily garnering tens of likes and, and even, even now, like every couple of days I've been watching it in the lead up to talking about this because every couple of days it'll just get a few more likes. Uh, and I just, like I said, it's like casting a little seed onto the soil and just seeing what happens. And, uh, the other one is from, uh, it, it relates to, well, it, it, it was a comment on, uh, an Instagram page called the big bang theory feeds. And okay, we could really do probably a whole episode about the Big Bang Theory because probably more than any other show, it just makes me think I don't understand other people and why anyone <laughs> finds this show funny. And I feel like I'm watching something from a different species when I watch it. And uh, I think people will be familiar with it. It's, you know, it's basically like um, a show about kind of science nerds who are, you know, engaged in various... Um, setups and it's it's very sort of canned laughter and very stilted delivery yeah of, it's like a share of, they're in a share house essentially aren't that's they right. it's like a share yeah. house of science nerds and inexplicably that very hot actress mm. hangs Kaleka around Woko. them yeah Kaleka Woko sweeting 
she used to be called, which I just used to love because it just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> and, uh, and my comment now on that page, the Big Bang Theory feeds has 66 likes. Um, and I just said, <laughs> actually, let me just confirm that it doesn't, that it's up to date because I had a few extras this afternoon, but the comment is from ages ago. Um, it's probably from late last year and yet, hang on, how do I do this? Yeah, here we go. <laughs> and yet just, and yet just right now. So it's a show, it's a clip which shows like a scene from the show. Yeah. And I just wrote five weeks ago, I just wrote, this is the worst show I've ever seen. And, uh, <laughs> and then someone, so, someone wrote, recommend a better, recommend me a better one, my man. Um, wow, and then that's I, a high bar. Recommend yeah, me a better show than Big Bang A better show. <laughs> yeah. Just, just look at the wall. I would argue that's better. Just entertain yourself with your own thoughts. And then somebody else provocatively wrote three days later and still no better suggestion, eh? <laughs> Uh, so these are like big bang theory heads coming in for the throwing fight. down the big bang theory gauntlet. Exactly. And I felt a bit bad because I sort of feel like anyone who watches and enjoys the big bang theory, I don't want to like, I don't want to punch down, you know? Um, so I, so I just said, if you like it, then enjoy. And Aww. some, someone else, I know I was I'm kind of disappointed actually looking back at that, that I, that I lost my, my nerve, but, and then someone else said, if you watch and take your time about this show, I think it is not so bad. Ah, and there's, there's a layers to it that you're missing. Exactly. Somebody else came in and supported me and said, it's terrible. And I said, I totally agree. <laughs> and someone else said that you've never heard, you've never seen She-Hulk. Now they must've been a listener oh, to the no, show. They didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that just made me think, wow, there really is like a Venn diagram of shows that I find incomprehensibly <laughs> bad. And people who like those shows, uh, and, and then it goes on, you know, people making faces and people doing a thumbs up, agreeing with me. And overall it's gained 66 <laughs> likes. So I just, I like to just feel part of a community. Um, and I think the best way to do that on Instagram is to write something that stands out by being provocative and rude. So I encourage all of you, you know, don't do that. Don't do it. Don't. Don't abuse that power, but used wisely, I think it can be quite a satisfying undertaking. I do love, I do love name a better show than Big Bang Theory. Mm. Like, because yeah. of course they would, I guess they'd be inviting you to name a show and then they would argue why what you suggested is what uh, is worse than Big Bang exactly. Theory. Because you'd, you'd come in and say like, okay, Seinfeld. And they'd yeah. go, oh no, nah, that's. Ah, it's That's rubbish. rubbish. There's no, there's no bazingas in Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where's the, where's the jokes about nerds oogling boobs uh, in Seinfeld? Hauga, and then the it's laugh clearly, track. It's clearly an inferior show. I actually, um, I had something similar happen uh, in terms of a comment of mine blowing up that I didn't expect it to because yeah. I follow like a thousand Simpsons Instagram pages and. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, somebody posted the scene, I, I forget, maybe you remember, I forget the context of this scene, but it's just somebody's watching TV and an episode of like a film or like a film or a TV show comes on called McGarnigal and McGarnigal <laughs> is this kind of, um, 
Clint Eastwood style, like Dirty Harry mm. cop detective. And he he's like encouraging a child to sort of squeal on some kind of crime organization one assumes. And I won't yeah. spoil it, but it's it's just one of the best Simpsons bit. It goes for twenty <laughs> it goes for twenty seconds and so mm. much is conveyed so, in this so 20 many seconds. layers. Yeah. So yeah. many layers. And so I just wrote this is one of the greatest bits of all time. And okay. I just thought like that would that would I would leave it. And every day I get notifications saying it gets liked and liked and liked and it's got eighty four <laughs> likes because I guess the account's quite popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. But um but I th- the, the comment that has the most likes, which I thought is very clever because it's a kind of um, engagement comment. Somebody's just written, what's the moral lesson here? Uh, yeah. and so everybody's chimed in with various oh. like silly comments about what they've learned from that McGonagall scene. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you've always been, you've ever since we were kids, you've mm. always been comfortable stirring shit on the internet in a way that I always found quite unique. Like <laughs> I was always a little bit pussy footing. Like I've got so many stories of you. I won't <laughs> mention who this is, but there was an, there was like an animator who, whose work <laughs> we kind of yeah. enjoyed for a time. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. you watched, and then you, I think were just feeling a bit surly one day. Mm. So you just wrote him some email. I think yeah. you were very intoxicated. And you basically used a lot of your very articulate language to do a bit of a takedown. And this was pre-social media. So you just yeah. like sent him this email, of course, assuming that he would never read it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you would just assume, it's the classic internet thing where you think, oh, mm. this person's getting a million messages. They're never going to see this. Also, exactly. 700 beers so yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and he responded in this uh. really long email because you obviously had really gotten under his skin. <laughs> I know. I feel badly. I feel bad recalling that actually now, because I'm not sure I would do that now, but I, I think it was this very. He's, he's uh, still, just so you know, he's like massive now. Yeah. There you go. Wow. <laughs> maybe I should, maybe I should copy and paste that exchange and. <laughs> Say, I've given this a lot of thought, just, you know, 12 years later or whatever it is. Here's my response to your response. Um, but, but it was this kind of, um, apart from the fact that I was young and dumb and pissed and whatever, but, uh, it was this thrill of the early days of the internet where you were like, I'm going to reach out directly to this person who's putting out this content and see if I can stir them into responding directly to me, um, for my own amusement and that of others basically. And they did in that, in that instance. Um, <laughs> and ma- you know, maybe these days, I don't know that I'd want to get into Kaylee Kawoko's DMs and say, how dare you be a part of this show? Cause she's got <laughs> other shit going on in her life, but, um, <laughs> but maybe, I don't know. I wouldn't rule it out.
Uh, I got a Dutchie's hot. I'm doing. I'm doing all the seg, all the famous segments today, John. Oh. I'm doing a lot of YouTube. I'm doing Dutchie's hot tips. I do have the sting for Dutchie's hot tips. I'm just going to put that in. I'm, 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 I'm lost. What can I do? I need help. Does anyone have any tips? Please, I need advice. Ah, what am I going to do? Dutchie's hot tips. Oh, Dutchie, what would we do without you? Whoa, mm. Dutchie, what would I do with that? Yeah. <laughs> this one's just. If you want to get real satisfaction in your uh-huh. life, if you want that deep satisfaction, I think I asked you this the other day. Have you ever stood in front of the mirror with a very sharp object in your mouth, trying to chip calcium off your own teeth? <laughs> I'm not sure I have. I've certainly enjoyed uh, dental professionals doing that for me, <laughs> so- but I feel I feel a bit cautious about doing that myself. So I have a small, uh, I have a very, well, first of all, I have an absolutely adorable gap in my two front teeth. Right. Uh, that I like, use I've got the most adorable little mouth, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just preface this story by saying, look at this little adorable little mouth I've got right here in my tiny face. <laughs> But I also, I also have a very small gap between my two front bottom teeth uh-huh. and about once every, I don't know, six months to a year, I get a little bit of a calcified buildup down mm-hmm. there. And, uh, sometimes if I'm just, if I notice it and I start playing with it with my tongue, I'm like, oh, I just a little bit of a calcium buildup there. And maybe there's a that maybe there's a, a a pin or an enormous kitchen knife lying around <laughs> or, a dr- or, or a drill. And with the pin, I can just reach in there. I just give a little flick, yeah, cut a little, little scrapey flicks. Mm-hmm. And that piece of calcium buildup that's been there for a year, it's all Snickers and Twix and Milky Way <laughs> and Skittles and Curly Whirlies yeah. and Bounties and... And also, Incidentally, I think that's probably, I had a, a dent, because I've got the same problem, and I had a dentist a couple of months ago tell me, he was an Irish guy, he might have been a dental nurse, and he told me that he thought it was an Irish thing, that uh, it was oh. very common among Irish people, and then he said, what's your, uh, you know, he said, do you know anything about your ancestry, blah, 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 because he knew, he'd seen my last name, which is Maloney, of course, uh, it's, very, it's very noticeably Irish, and then he said... I used to work as a dentist in this town and everyone had that same problem as you, same teeth. They got a, they had very few cavities, but they had a bit of a proneness to calcium buildup. And also, uh, Maloney's ran that town. Everyone was afraid of them. And I was like, man, I want to go live there. <laughs> he, he seriously said that. He was like, they like own the cops. I'm like, are you making this up? But, uh, yeah, there you go. Ah, uh, yeah, I worked in this town, and I'll tell you all the Maloney's, everybody had quite a lot of calcium buildup on their teeth. Oh, yeah. Also, they fucking ran that whole town on the cops, yeah, whatever exactly you wanted. It didn't like. matter. The calcium didn't matter in the end, because they ran the whole fucking town, man. Yeah. yeah. Try telling one of them to brush their teeth, he'd be, he'd wake up. <laughs> he said. <laughs> he said, ah, oh, a load of Maloney's down there had a whole bunch of calcium on their teeth, but fuck, I'm not going to be the one to tell them to brush their teeth, if you know what I'm saying. Those fucking Maloney's, you'll fucking and, wake up missing a leg. <laughs> Put a fucking horse head in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was it. That was the chi- I chipped off a bit of 
calcium. And when it comes off, oh, <laughs> there's nothing more satisfying. What than, did you use? I think I used a pen, a little pen egg lying whisk. around. Okay. <laughs> I have a little pen and I just gave it a little, I'm going to, I'm not going to pay like 500 euros for something I can no. do with a pen in two seconds at home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the, and then the other thing is you just really want to make sure that you chip, what you chipped off is calcium and not tooth. So you hmm. give a little, you just take the little piece that you chipped off and you give a little crunch between your two front <laughs> teeth and it, when it dissolves into a kind of sandy a wet sandy mass you go mm, yeah mm, mm. That, was that was calcium that was calcium and now it's and gone you've... where it should on my bones i've got the healthiest bones ever because i just consume my own tooth calcium own i don't have to worry about drinking milk <laughs> you just stir a few flakes into some water and you're like <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of like milk <laughs> that's Dashi's hot. That's Dashi's hot tip, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to sound too much like the lawyer in the gang, but just everyone, please don't <laughs> do do your own dentistry. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in episode number 98 of the podcast. Gen Z language, John, that keeps popping up. We've actually used this one. We've actually mentioned this one before, uh -huh. I think, in our Gen Z language episode. But it, I must have seen it a fucking million times this week. Glow up. You hearing glow up? Mm. Yeah, I've been hearing a bit of glow up. Yeah. It gets, it's yep. funny now how it gets used. I was watching a couple of YouTube videos and they, it's just used like it's a language that everybody now knows like as if oh. uh, there's no there's no explanation of the term there's not even a nod and a wink this girl's just this girl was just doing a video about you know some actress who didn't used to look that hot and sexy and thin and does now and she was just <laughs> going oh yeah this was all pre-glow up <laughs> just before her glow up and i was like you can't my, you've got to explain <laughs> what that is my parents yeah. might have come across this video <laughs> Just acting like the word's always been around when it's basically yeah. two weeks old. But I guess for the, for that generation, it is. Mm. For anyone that doesn't know, glow up is an informal term for a positive personal transformation, typically one involving significant changes in appearance and style, and often also growth in confidence and maturity. Uh, huh. That was from some kind of like online. But I think it's time for my glow up, John. Yeah. Dutchie's hot glow up. There's a brand new segment coming next week. <laughs> it's going to be called Dutchie's hot glow up. And it's going to be I thought you were going to, when you said it's time for my glow up, I thought you were going to do it right now, but I guess it's not the kind of thing you can just spontaneously <laughs> induce. Unfortunately, I've not prepared anything for this. <laughs> I prepared quite a lot for that chat GC Quee bit. I didn't yeah, do yeah, any yeah. glow up. I didn't do any glow up bits. Here it is. But Here it comes. <laughs> there it is. Oh, I'm so, I have glue. Everybody, I've glue. I've glued up. Everybody, I've glued up. <laughs> Let's all glow up together. I think I'm going to get Madonna-style ploofing. That's the first mm -hmm. thing I need. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to get a celebrity girlfriend. 
Okay. Yep. Cosmetic surgery, celebrity girlfriend, friend, and that's going to be, and I'm going to be pretty gloon, pretty gloon <laughs> up after that. <laughs> it's going to be me and crazy old Drew Barrymore, my dream come yeah. true. Everybody going to say, have you seen Al recently? He's gloon up so hard. He's with crazy old Drew Barrymore <laughs> and he, he's got a head like a balloon like Madonna. <laughs> he's got a, he's got a face like a character from Goldeneye. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you who's had a recent glow up just, just quickly, who I've been reading about lately as, as being, uh, positively glowing is 93 year old, uh, man who walked on the moon, Buzz Aldrin. And <laughs> in one of the earlier episodes of DPTM, we did a story about him <laughs> called Moon Mask, which I encourage people to go back and listen to, but, uh, he's a celebrity that I like to keep an eye on because he's just, <laughs> I just like the fact that he's had an experience unlike almost everyone else who is alive. He's gone and seen the pale blue dot hanging in the blackness of space. And he's, you know, he's seen in his field of vision, everything that human beings have ever experienced. And now he's 93 years old and he just, uh, got married for the fourth time to a 63 year old companion and they were described as, uh, as looking very happy and glowing on the day. And I don't know, it just makes me a bit nervous about what exactly he encountered on that, uh, on that, um, moon surface, you know, about the meaning of life, because when he came back, he, uh, broke up with his wife and then um, you know, presumably he, he kind of encountered the mysteries of the universe in a way that very few people have, but he, he basically broke up with his wife, became an alcoholic and then got married two more times, which ended in divorce. And then when he was in his eighties, he, uh, got a facelift <laughs> and then when he's in his nineties, he married someone 30 years, his junior marrying for the fourth time. And I just <laughs> think. I think either he's, either he has had a genuine insight on the moon and it was basically life is meaningless and you should just pursue pleasure and do whatever you want and live a kind of garish, silly existence, or, uh, it just shows how resistant people can be to, uh, how, to those kinds of mind altering insights where they just get back to earth and go, nah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get addicted to beer and have a series of unsuccessful marriages. So shout out to Buzz. <laughs> We, we love you, Buzz. We love that. No matter what happened to you up there, it's it, your what you've taken away from it seems to be very depressing for the rest of us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Whatever insight you've gained, because you would think he would come back and instantly become some sort of moon monk, like he'd start mm, his own. Exactly. He'd be. Like, I've seen it all. I know. I know. You know. I, I'm. Or he would at least go. I've. There's even more mystery. I've given myself yeah. over to the mystery, but he's like, yeah. nah, I'm just going to get a uh, color six packs of Pabs Blue Ribbon and to head down to my local cosmetic surgeon and then leave my <laughs> wife. Uh, what? <laughs> what? I'm like, that's a way shit of life that I'm having and I haven't been on the fucking moon. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You'd think of anything that that experience might set you straight, but. But I love Buzz just, he just is a testament to the uh, immovable nature of human personality. You know, probably had a couple of seconds of thinking, man, what does it all mean? And then going, oh, fuck it. <laughs> there you go. Oh, 
He could see in his moon visor. I mean, a few crow's feet around the old Aldrin eyes <laughs> yeah, here. That's right. I can't go back to. I can't go back to Earth looking all looking all wrinkly. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to Buzz on his late stage glow up. Thanks everybody for tuning in episode number 98 of Don't Crazy the Machine and what a fantastic episode it's been. We've absolutely loved asking ChatGPT for the latest tips on how to keep your kitchen tidy. Thanks ChatGCSwee for helping us keep our kitchen squeaky clean and giving us a bit of much needed moral guidance along the way. We've loved hearing about John racking up all the likes and comments Comments by gently trolling in the comments section of Instagram posts. DPTMers, why not throw your hat in the ring and watch a pithy one-line provocation blossom into a full-blown online argument? And we love listening to another of Dutchie's hot tips on how you can use a little bit of homemade ingenuity for a bargain basement scale and clean. Thanks, Dutchie, for bringing back the time-honored tradition of the self-taught amateur dentist. Don't praise us. Get in there and decalcify your chompers. As always, I've been one of your hosts. I go by the name Alexander Hollanders. And always, I'm sat digitally next to my number one pod pigeon. He's got to be the one called... John Maloney. Thanks so much, everybody. Don't forget to stay prayed up and we'll see you next week. At the podcast.